Hello, and welcome to the Son of Man Show. I have a special guest here with me today. You want to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. I'm Aaron. All right, so uh, I have you with me here today. We're going to talk about a few topics. One of them is the Shroud of Turin. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, there's quite a backstory on it. I mean, there's it, it's got a lot of uh, a lot of people interested in it, and uh, namely scientists and people who are studying it. It's as uh, far back. It's further back than 1390, but that's like the first bishop who wrote about it that I know of. Uh, and then there's a lot of people. There's skeptics, and then there's people who believe it, and. Uh, it's neither been proven nor disproven at this point, right? Yes, that's what the, that's the rumor. Yeah, so one of the most uh, amazing things that I found about it was the negative image on it. Because they, they still can't explain that today with all the tests they've ran on it. Yeah, it's like a guy back then just knew the future or something and just made one and said, Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it a negative image. <laughs> right. I mean, if it was a, uh, you know, a forgery... Obviously, the guy was a genius. I mean, he would have been one of the best as far as forgers go. Yeah, and I mean, and then after he makes it, he just disappears out into history, into nothingness, right? It's the only negative image that we have from that time period. (laughs) No, it was Michelangelo Leonardo da Vinci. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing. You know, they, they try to say that maybe it was some kind of conspiracy thing. You know how they do, man. They they like to uh, play these games. Right, and I think I think you and I both probably we pretty much assume that there's uh, some kind of agenda against it with most of the people who do the tests on it, right? Well, there has to be, from what I've seen, and probably from what you've seen. I think that people know. Uh, you know, people can look right through the looking glass. And see, it is what it is. It's, it's either authentic or it's not. And uh, science hasn't really put its thumb on whether it is or whether it isn't, which I think is a proof in itself. I think you're right. I agree with you on that point. I mean, if it weren't scientists who are clearly out to disprove it, they would have already come up with something by now that, you know, disproves it beyond... What you're saying and what I'm saying is it ain't like we're working with prehistorical tools here. We're working with some of the latest technology. And we, I mean, even in the 70s when they really did the hard studies on it, I mean, look at what they had. They had every tool that we have today, basically. Right. I mean, it's not quite as advanced, but, I mean, they had every, just about everything we have today. And the fact that we have a little bit more today actually kind of says even more about it because they still can't disprove it. Right. I wanted to give a quote here from uh, one of the geneticists that ran a test on it, uh, Gianni. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but <laughs> he's from the University of uh, Padua, or Padua in uh, Italy. He says, after a DNA analysis, we can't say anything more than its origins on its origins. So, I mean, he's ran tests on it the same as they have, and he did it for genetics, uh, for DNA, and he says it doesn't tell us any more than we already knew. Which, uh, one of the most evidences of uh, DNA that they have on it, one of the oldest, leads it back to the same territory in which Jesus would have been when this happens. 
So, I mean, it's like he said, it still doesn't tell them any more than they already assumed or knew uh, before doing the test. I think that's pretty powerful, the fact that he couldn't uh, find anything different about it when he did DNA analysis. At least he's being honest. I mean, most people I, I've seen that try to argue with the Shroud, they don't try to prove whether it's genuine or false. They just go after false. They do a terrible job at trying to replicate it again. I mean, it looks nothing like the original. Right. Yeah, they can't even come close. There's a quality to the shroud itself. There's a quality behind it. I mean, you can look at it and tell there's somebody there. I mean, that, that was somebody. I, I agree. It's, it's almost like ghostly kind of imagery that's there on the real one. Yeah, and even the carbon dating that was done on it, another scientist came right behind the one who did that. The piece that they tested for carbon dating was a patch to fix it. It wasn't even the part of the original shroud. It was it was a rewoven part. No, uh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know that that piece they cut off the side. I mean, they didn't even know what they were doing at the time. I don't think they did. They just assumed that it was a part of the original, and that's the way it went. Well, according to one of the lead scientists, and I forget his name. And it wasn't until I think a couple came up with the idea that, you know, this might have been rewoven, especially after the uh, after it got, you know, torched, it burned. Yeah, because there was a, a fire at the, uh, at the place where it was kept, right? Yeah. And that was in the earlier centuries, too. That was in 14s and 1300s, somewhere around there, I believe. Yeah. I think it was at a monastery, actually, in France. And I think you're right, I think it was in the 1300s or the 1400s, and there's like a piece of molten silver that actually dropped onto the shroud itself, which burnt a part of it. What's interesting too is that how it burnt the shroud itself. It didn't burn the image quite, it burned the sides of the image, but it never got the image. Right. Which is, I, I just think is a weird little tidbit to throw in there. The whole thing is just kind of odd to me which I think lends credit to it. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it does. You know, I mean, we're talking about something mysterious anyway. I mean, whose image it is on the shroud. Yeah, because it's said I to mean, be an image of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's supposed to be the Son of God on the shroud. I mean, come on. Right. That, it doesn't get any more... I mean, come on, we're talking about paranormal stuff here. Right. Or, or just unexplained think, phenomena. Right. And I think uh, that, you know, Christians be gullible sometimes and you know really go the extra mile on believing things that maybe they shouldn't believe in maybe they should i don't know for certain but i think that uh a lot of uh atheists have it wrong a lot because you know they only believe in raw materialism they believe in what they can see what they can touch what they can feel well you know like myself i i don't even i think the shroud itself is mysterious like you said and i think it's something that's really cool to think about and to actually i think people should uh, at least view it and check it out i think it's interesting if nothing else and mysterious i mean we're, we're not supposed to worship relics or anything so i wouldn't worship it or, or anything but at the same time i don't think there's anything yeah, wrong yeah, with thinking about it on that subject right where you're on right now what now i said i've heard a lot of christians talk about it when I'm, you know, I've looked at a lot of comments when it comes to the Shroud, you know, on YouTube or whatever. Right. And a lot of Christians bring up that point, you know, we're, we're not supposed to believe in the Shroud, we're not supposed to do that. And I was like, no, we're not supposed to, you know, put our thoughts and faith upon the Shroud. 
Right, but worshiping something's different than than just pondering it, right? And then just kind of paying attention to it. Yeah, but it's representing something. It's not like it's is what you know. It is the. It's not Christ Himself. It's not the subject of our our affection. Right. It I think it's represents the subject of our affection. See the difference. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty important to point out those differences because some people, like you said, some Christians might get it confused and say, "Well, we're not supposed to pay attention to this stuff at all." Well, that's not true, and I mean that's kind of similar to uh, owning a cross on your necklace or or you know a picture of Jesus or something like that on your wall. Uh, I mean, we're not worshiping these things just because you have them around. It's just a symbol yeah, of I'm your not, faith. I'm not worshiping the paint or the wall or the the wood around the painting. Right. But it's it's something that's really cool to think about, isn't it? The shroud itself. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of people that put their uh, trust in it. I mean, as far as uh, believing uh, that fateful day. Yeah, definitely. I think it's pretty cool that there's still some unexplained stuff out there, too. Like, even though scientists are trying to analyze it and all this, and it has critics and all this, it doesn't really matter. I think it's still pretty cool that it's still unexplained even to this day. That's pretty neat. It's like the uh, one of the vestiges of uh, God's grace. You know? Right. That's kind of how I look at it. Like, it talks about... Uh, God giving us the sun and the moon and the seasons and all this for signs, uh, and it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like evidence of His being, you know, His creation itself. I look at the shroud in a, in a similar manner. I think it's kind of like just another fingerprint on creation to me. Well, I think of it the same way. I think of it like I think that it's uh, you know I would never expect to find evidence so circumstantial that it would render faith, you know, useless. Right. And the shroud definitely fits in that category. It's like saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm here. Okay, everybody, so that concludes this episode of the Son of Man show on the Shroud of Turin. What you heard was an excerpt from about an hour-long conversation that I had with uh, Aaron on the Shroud and many other topics, which you will hear later. I'm going to make them into their own episodes, and they should be coming shortly. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and as always, peace, love, positivity, and stay tuned for the next episode.